Welcome back to the Coral Coffee Podcast, where we spill the tea and drink the coffee. I'm Andrew. I'm Sutter. I'm Allison. And this is uh, season two, episode six already. I am a hobbit. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Are it, you? It, yes. Yeah, it has, it has been a while since uh, the three of us have been able to do this. Um, I would tell you that we've been busy, but... I'm not going to do that because that's just always the case. Yeah. But we finally have been able to sit down and work on something together. So this has been really, I'm looking forward to this. We had kind of a unique experience uh, yesterday, but um, I think I'm going to let Secor just in her own words, just tell us about what we're working on and your perspective of it. Well, I'm kind of questioning my whole life as a musician at the moment. Oh. <laughs> How so? Well, Sutter and I are in this together, too, which yeah. is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, well, it's this really awesome thing that we get to do. We're singing um, with the South Bend Symphony Youth Orchestra, and we had our first rehearsal putting together last night, The Lord of the Rings which is epic and awesome. And Sutter and I actually um, are singing next to each other. We're sitting up in that top row together (laughs) and trying to find our opening pitches to each moment. And uh, sometimes we get them and sometimes we don't. (laughs) So it's um, what I really, really appreciate from you, Andrew, is that you prepped all the students so well number one with just learning the stuff but also just telling everybody you know what guys the first rehearsals always a little rough you will be questioning yourself but don't be discouraged it's okay that's to be expected it'll feel like a mess sometimes but it's all right so i've been telling myself that i maybe didn't so, sleep so didn't you sleep so that you needed well to last hear night. that too. i needed to hear it too i did well, and I don't have the, I mean, you have much more of a sense of a relative pitch or kind of learning over, you know, you, you can pull pitches out of the air easier than I can. And so it, it's a struggle. It, it is a struggle. So there's, there's my little intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sutter, just give us your, your takeaway on this, this whole project so far. So it, it's been really fun. I think the music is so good. It is. And. It's like, it's really difficult music. <laughs> so mm-hmm. In a very different way. Yeah, different there's way. so you know. many different, like, weird notes that you have to just, like, know what mm-hmm. they are instead mm-hmm. of just, like, letting the music give it to you subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm next to C chord mm-hmm. in the, <laughs> the seating arrangement. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. When we were, like, getting in the lines, I was like... Oh. Hi, who are you? <laughs> yeah, was, you worded like, it real... Oh, no, you guessing, said... You said who are you playing? Oh, yeah. I didn't know how to answer it. <laughs> that's, not, that's a good question. I thought she was like standing in for an absent person or something because yeah. I didn't know she was singing with us. I just thought she would be on piano. <laughs> so that was fun. Like, who am I playing? I, um, myself? I don't know. <laughs> so but then he realized we get to stand next to each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, she decided she wanted to sing along with it. And I have sung, sung along with it before, but mm-hmm. I just decided this time I just I'm going to just step out. You know, I part of it's because I want to I want to be able to record it for us, um, and I want to make sure that it's done the way 
I want it to be mm-hmm. done. But it's cool. The record. And but, it's good to have you out there in rehearsal well, to be yeah. able to help. And, okay, you guys need some help. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Borman, can we take do this? And so that's that's helpful. That's a good role for So I, while I would enjoy mm-hmm. singing it, um, and, I, and I have, I've got so much other singing going on, too, that I thought it's probably okay if I sit out of something else singing-wise. So use the voice all the time. So it could use a, a rest as well. Well, that's true. I mean, when, between all the church job stuff and South Bend Chamber Singers, I mm-hmm. thought, well, yeah, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm better served somewhere else at this point. And for me, I don't have that in my life now. You know, I'm not singing in a choir, so not it's cool yet. for me to... <laughs> <laughs> you are now. <laughs> are you recruiting? Well, mm. <laughs> I, I side note, I did talk to Secor about how next year the Chamber Singers is doing... The um, Mozart Requiem, which is one of my absolute Ooh. favorite pieces of music. Mine too. And I it's said, tempting. I like, hey, maybe you have to join us for that concert. <laughs> I would love that. I think that would be a good idea. I would love that, to sing that again. That would be fun. So maybe. So just for the audience, um, you know, who may not be familiar with this. So what we are performing is the choral symphony to Lord of the Rings. Um, our conductor, Dr. Boardman, he... I didn't know this. I only learned this last night because they were interviewing us after um, somebody from Penn was interviewing us Mm -hmm. afterward. What did you learn? So he, I guess, like after the films were released, you know, remember they had extended editions of all the shows. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that trilogy, there's about 12 hours of music that Howard Shore had to write for it. Mm. I mean, roughly four hours for each film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. And I think the first film might have come out like 2001 or something like that. So when the whole thing was done, somebody basically came up to Howard Shore and said, you know, it would be really cool if you could take the idea of these three films and kind of take bits and pieces of of this and convert it into just a symphony. So he took 12, he took basically all the music from the concerts or from the films Mm -hmm. And condensed it into a concert-sized package, which I didn't know before. Uh, and part of it was then to just kind of take it on the road. So for a while, they had like these traveling Lord of the Rings symphony things that were happening. Oh. Um, and sometimes Howard Shore was there. But I guess oh, cool. Boardman got involved with them somehow in like 2006. And he be- ended up becoming an associate conductor. So he was able to actually work with Howard Shore I mean, for a good number Whoa. of years. Oh, that is so cool. Um, so wow. What a privilege. And, and, he's, <laughs> and he's got so many ridiculous connections. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't remember what it was, but he was conducting something in, I don't know, like 2010 or something out in, out in Boston, and Howard Shore was actually in the audience for it. Um, so, so Dr. Borderman and Howard Shore have just kind of had this really cool relationship um, which I mean, who who does that? That's you know, mm. <laughs> it, it really is. Bros with Howard Shore, <laughs> you know. Wow. But um, because of that, and I mean, Howard Shore trusts mm. trusts him. He said, like, he's got a good ear. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. So, fast forward a few years to um, I don't remember what, what when somebody first came up to me about it, but it was a former band teacher here who basically said, hey, there's this person you need to meet. His name is Rob Boardman. Uh, he wants to do this project next year, and he's looking for a good choir, so I recommended you know, your group to him. 
So I, I never met him, and I kind of forgot until Rob said this yesterday, but um, we actually sat down and met for coffee. Surprise, surprise. That's <laughs> where all the good ideas originate, yeah. over <laughs> a four-hour cup of coffee. And of um, But that's where we first started talking about just putting this whole, like, mm. like the very first time. What was unusual to me, I mean, I have already, like, I have this thing where I really enjoy unique, I just like out-of-the-box, weird I don't know. I like these unique experiences, and I hadn't heard of anybody else doing this, so I, th- I was immediately intrigued. And um, I don't know if that time if we'd really settled on Lord of the Rings or what it was, but we were just trying to figure out what type of music we could do. But the thing is, there just aren't a lot of there weren't a lot of good film things that just had a lot of choral music because I, I think we had even talked about like Harry Potter, but there's not a lot of singing in it, mm-hmm. so it just wasn't a fit. And we were thinking, what would be a good way to just do something totally different? So we came up with Lord of the Rings with, uh, you know, and I really wasn't that familiar with it. I had seen the second film years ago. Just the second one. Just, I didn't see the first one. Okay. And the only reason I went to the second <laughs> one is because I was on a, a, a date with, with a girl. <laughs> um, boy, I was completely lost. Well, I bet. I mean, I completely skipped the first film. Yeah. Not a good idea. That's just a pro tip in the future. If you're going to watch a trilogy, you should, probably, you should probably watch the first. The first. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, um, <laughs> the first time we did this, what really intrigued me the most was Rob said, "I, I mean, he, he and he 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 did name drop Howard Shore, well, but sure. it, it wasn't to be like, well, I know Howard Shore, <laughs> you know. It was just it, it was pretty apparent to me like this guy had these incredible connections. Yeah. So he he basically said that he would have to ask Howard Shore for permission. Because a he has never let a high school perform it, ever. Mm. It's always been essentially a professional, professional. orchestra with you know an adult um, choir. It's n- it's never been done by a youth choir before. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what he had to do, but it, it 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 wasn't like this huge crazy audition. It was just pretty much Howard being like, "I trust you. You can do it." Wow. Um, and to this day, we're the only high school who's ever performed the Lord of the Rings Choral so Symphony, which that. is just... I love that. It's so cool. It's, it's an amazing thing. So the very mm-hmm. first time we did it, we did the first and second movement, which takes basically takes place in the, fir- the first film. Mm-hmm. Two years later, we journeyed back to Middle Earth, <laughs> and we did the other part, which would be movements three through six, mm-hmm. which are the last two films. And I was here for that one, uh-huh. but not the first one. And now we're we're kind of Doing we've the come f- full first circle. One again. And yeah. you know, part of what inspired it was I, I always hate to keep talking about the pandemic, but that's kind of what started it. You know, when everybody was, you know, music wasn't allowed to happen. You know, part of you know, Secor and I, we, we were talking about our goal was how do we just keep the the community going? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we keep people engaged in what yeah. they're doing? And I know Rob felt the same way about the Youth Symphony. They weren't, mm. you know, they couldn't perform. They couldn't get together. It just, it was a weird time. So then when we finally started to get closer to normal and making music again, we immediately just started talking of trying to do a collaboration again, which at the time seemed like an unthinkable thing. Like, is this ever even going to be allowed to happen again? No. So, um, but, we, <laughs> but we, we were really hopeful. really felt that way. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was cool that when we talked to him afterwards, one of the immediate first things that he mentioned was that just 
I mean, even though, yep, the first rehearsal's rough, but he didn't even talk about that. He was just like, I'm just so happy to be doing this yeah. again. And just appreciating the moment of everybody being able to do it. Yeah, it's, um, it, and I think the, I don't know if it was fate or what it was, but then all of a sudden there was this new series that was coming out on Amazon at the time called The Rings of Power, mm-hmm. which is basically, um, it's a full season which kind of is like the precursor to everything that took place on the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So it's all, it took place like in the, in the first age or however many thousands of years beforehand. So we just thought it kind of makes Lord of the Rings a little bit more relevant today. Uh, and the thing that really just kind of hit me yesterday was um, in that interview, he was talking about how every single performer uh, with you being the exception to that, probably. Oh, None of them were born when the film was had oh. even come out. <laughs> yes, I mean, which oh, wow. is just crazy because like wow. it still seemed like that is crazy. Like Lord of the Rings still seems it, it still seems current in in many mm-hmm. ways. Like in even mm-hmm. in watching the film, like it was so ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I don't think it's something that sure. really has aged poorly. Like it looks, it still looks good. Mm-hmm. Incredible score. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's kind of what led us to. Mm-hmm. To where we are. It's wonderful. I I looked up my drive in this morning. I looked up a thing of just quotes of Gandalf because I love. <laughs> oh yeah. It's his wisdom, his wizardly wisdom, and uh and I just listened to them on YouTube, like on my drive in, just listening to him give quotes. Just oh, like was it a YouTube video or mm-hmm, something? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I could hear music in the background uh, and was some it of in our his music. Voice? <laughs> yeah, it's it's all him. Like you can see the scenes. I wasn't watching because I was driving, but. It's it was cool. It's like I feel inspired, you know, nice. getting back into the Lord of the Rings. So Sutter, before we had started this uh, project, I mean, had you had any familiarity with Lord of the Rings? No, I have never seen it. Even when you guys showed it in choir, I coincidentally missed both of those days. <laughs> so oh, funny. Um, I have okay. never once seen Lord of the Rings. My dad was like obsessed with it at one point. He he watched it. He tried to get me to watch it, I think. He would always talk about, like, the lore behind it, and I was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely was one of those films that had a, and still does have a complete cult following. Yeah, but I will say, just the last rehearsal last night, that, like, that music is so cool. It made me want to watch Lord of the Rings, so I think I'm mm-hmm. going to do that. I think it's on Netflix now, right? It is. Um, although the first one. Although I will say, I, I think the others are on there too. Okay. Um, but? but there are um, there also are extended editions of it. Now I only oh. I showed the theatrical one here, uh, which is just a short running length of I think two hours and fifty eight minutes. Pretty short. But if you add the do the extended one, then it's like three hours and forty minutes. If you ca- if you can watch the extended, you should watch mm-hmm. the extended. Is that not on Netflix? I, I don't think it is. Somewhere? At that possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may have to. I think it's on HBO, so you may have to. We'll do some hunting. Yeah, but if not, even the theatrical one is. You should watch it. But that'll be really cool for you, Sutter, to like to already be so familiar with the music yeah, and I'll then be like, watch. I what, recognize that. Yeah, that'll be cool to do that backwards. I think that's neat. And and I can tell you've been listening to the soundtrack and practicing. Just because you're pretty solid standing next to you. He was help, helping keep me on track. <laughs> well, I told her if she got lost, because, I mean, you really hadn't 
been practicing much because you've been much. so busy with musical yeah. and learning and, all those and the piano instead yeah. of yeah. the voices. And then you've been teaching most of it, and while I've been doing other things, so and then for me to just do one part when I've been looking at all, you know, so I'm not that. So I'm I told I told you yesterday, help, but that's okay. We could kind of figure out what part she was going to sing, mm-hmm. and then we decided, well, we'll put her, we'll put her next to Sutter. Yeah. And then I said, you know, and if you're out to one part goes missing, just sing tenor. Yeah. True. <laughs> so. I think she did at one point. I did. I, <laughs> I and some of it I feel like, oh, I just want to blend in with this part right now. Yeah. And so it's I, there's nothing wrong with that. And then it's fun because I can hear you, like some in some moments we're both kind of counting. Like, one, two, three, four. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. You have one, to. Two, three, 19 four, bars of five in a row. We just, mm-hmm. had, just mm-hmm. had to keep track. And then, oh my gosh, holy cow. Let's talk about that glorious tenor moment. And how awesome he sounds on it. I mean, the whole, everyone around us, like, afterward, just looked back up and gave him thumbs up and just, it's I think we all kind of, you know, fell in love because with, with, the, with him musically at that point. It's, it's. I mean, I remember talking about, it, like, th- like this is the golden moment mm-hmm. right here. That is my favorite part of the entire oh. thing. It, <laughs> it's it is. So like cool. you can tell. But awesome. you know, and it's one thing to like practice it with a piano, but when you when you feel like that the surge. vibrations yeah. of the orchestra, oh, like so cool. you can't help but just go <laughs> completely all out, mm-hmm. and it's it's the best it's the best spot. I yeah. I'm with you. Like I and I just know every so tenor that was singing with him was just feeling that with you at the moment, and then all of us that are just listening are kind of feeling it as if we're singing it, too. It just, it's glorious. Well, when I sang it the first time, I remember also thinking, this is the best spot. Yeah. And it wasn't oh, just yeah. because I was singing tenor one, but that certainly helped. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's so, gl- and then to end up on that, because it goes up to a G, mm-hmm. and then it goes down to E, and then up to an F sharp, and it creates that cool tension. It's just the best spot. So yes. great. So mm-hmm. um, Sutter is our <laughs> composer in residence here. Oh. Um, you've been doing a lot of composing in your in your yes. past couple of years. Not recently. No, not recently, <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. So what is it, a, like, I'm curious, what is it about this score that you really like? I mean, obviously it's very different from, like, the traditional core world, but, like, what is it about this that you have enjoyed so much? Well, I am such a fan of, like, fantasy-type stories, like anything with, like, magic or medieval things or like anything like that with like elements of like magical realism I think it's so cool and you can just like hear the magic in the music or at least I can but like I I just feel like so like I am in that world (laughs) like watching these things unfold and Mm. I haven't even seen the movie (laughs) it's just I don't know it's not really a good music theory explanation of it no I don't think it needs to be a theory I mean but yeah it's just it's it's not like anything that we normally sing. Yeah, I mean it's one thing to to rehearse or perform with an orchestra, but then to do to do film music like it's a completely yeah. different. There's just things you get out of that experience that you don't get in like normal choral music. Yeah, it's so good. It's a very different thing, in very much I would say in, in many ways it's similar to musical theater. Just because somebody's a good singer doesn't like that's a very different thing than yeah. musical theater. Just film film score is a completely different genre of music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't see court. So what was your, what has been your experience now after having finally sung through it, mm-hmm. um, and finally being able to just sing a part instead of worrying about playing notes or anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just what's what's been your experience with it? 
I feel like I still am a little bit just like <laughs> in rehearsal and teacher and caring for everybody mode. Like I'm up there and if things are falling apart, I feel like I should be saving this. I got to do something to help everybody or start counting or hum a pitch or something. And, and it's hard for me to get out of that role. And then frustrating because I, well, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> well, you know what? That honestly is one of the reasons that I decided not to mm, be. Yeah. Because I just know <laughs> that smart. that would be. Mm-hmm. I like I, I, I guess the difference is I just I've decided that it's sink or swim. Yeah. And I and, and I've let it happen. I can just imagine you like mid concert singing <laughs> with us, and then you like stop the whole thing and you're like, can we actually run that measure back this one more time? <laughs> well, you like, should. Well, I don't know if you could see me just taking notes yesterday too, mm-hmm. but there's a few spots where. <laughs> Um, it was just like, I was just like circling things furiously I and bet. it wasn't because it was like that bad, mm-hmm. but it's because I was, I was trying to just work come back to fast this. And, I was, and I was like, this. I don't, and I want to make sure I know that this yep. is a new spot that we yep. need to really mm-hmm. look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, like it's really, well, and we were talking a little bit too about, um, for all of us, like it always is a thing to get used to. A, con- a new conductor that you've never been singing for before and how their gesture looks and how their patterns go. And yeah. and so we had last night now to kind of, okay, this is how this looks. This is how this works. And so we'll naturally be better tonight. And his conducting is so beautiful. Yeah, I think it's so, cl- like he gets so big uh-huh. and so tiny. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's, yes. He has such a wide range of motion uh, when he, he's conducting. He does and he has such good like command, but yet it, it looks graceful, yeah. you know, and it's it's really beautiful. And we just all have to kind of learn how to watch him. And then what's a struggle is this isn't something we have memorized. So because there's so much of it. And so a lot of us are still like our heads are buried in our music and we're not seeing all his fine phrasing and maybe getting off a beat because, oh, he took a little time on that. Mm-hmm. And, and that I mean, that's a struggle for any mm-hmm. choir, no mm-hmm. matter how much experience, like the idea of actually like holding your music mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. and a little flatter mm-hmm. so that you can look at it, but you're looking out. Yeah. That's, that's just a hard thing to get used to. And then when we're also up, we're kind of stuffed up there in those seats and it's yeah. hard to hold your music and, and not hit somebody. And then <laughs> you always end up with a poor, like we're in the back row, so we don't have to worry about it. But the people in front of us, like I, I heard a student next to me apologize to a student in front of her and we sat down and boom, <laughs> Book went on her head. Oops, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. It's kind of tight quarters. It's just things that happen right. up in the choir lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, just as a fun thing, I know we I had talked about, like, standing up, sitting down together. Yes, and woo, we, we don't have that down. So um, nope. what, what was it's your... It's a production. <laughs> what was your initial, <laughs> both of you, what was your initial reaction when you sat down in those chairs for the first time? They're comfy. I... I don't know. They're squishy. <laughs> you but you kind of like they made them out to be like so good, but I feel like it's just like the CPA seats. <laughs> so I don't know. It didn't seem that different to me. I think there's a, a little bit more of a sink and a cushiness yeah, to them. They are comfortable. They're comfy, like but them. but then the, the angle just doesn't feel right ever. You know how well, that it, is. Well, it so. feels weird because the seats are slightly and they're pushed. They're curved. Yeah. So that feels weird. And yeah, I I I wasn't trying to oversell that they're like a lazy boy, <laughs> but. <laughs> They're terrible for posture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they, you do, you start to sink into them. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason they did that, I found out, oh. um, is because for some shows, they actually sell those seats for audience members. 
Oh, oh that's cool. really? So that'd be a which re- would be a cool, a cool, spot. very yeah. different experience. Yeah. So I think they did it for that reason okay. too. Okay. Okay, but they're just sense. they're, they're not, not the easy to get up and out of. No, mm-hmm. and come and back down. Sitting down in the back row is kind of scary when it's like the guys had to sit down mm-hmm. and then the girls were singing and I couldn't see the director moving, so I couldn't really keep count during like the parts where you can't hear a good, good. like right. pulse in the music. Mm, it's just like it. there's a lot of tremolos. And quiet, and then it's hard. Like you can't just trust that everyone else is singing correctly because what if they're wrong and you're off by like four measures? <laughs> it's just a little mm-hmm. scary to think that way. Mm-hmm. What about the experience of singing in primarily made up languages? It's cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. it I know just, I know. like the, the lyrics written on the pages are like different than the actual language and it's yeah. just like the sounds that we have to sing to make it sound like we're speaking it, but like I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it difficult or not really? Not really, because we've done so much okay. language-based, yeah. like different languages in choir. Yeah, you've prepared them well for that, I think. Yeah, we're, I think we're all pretty okay good at that pronunciation. That's, that's probably the easiest stuff. part of it. Do you have a favorite moment in the music besides that tenor spotlight? That's it. Anything, that's, that's it? it? That's the money note? That's the money note. But, you know, I do love that that whole chord progression that just brings me so much. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what it is about it, but you would be better at explaining it. Oh, probably. It's but just, there's it's this whole chord progression that I could hear rolled around 500 times in a row and be Never bored of it. Just perfect. I'll just sit here and sing this the rest of my life on an ooh. I mean, it's used on so many. And you find it in. The mm-hmm. one, four, six, five. It's the variation yes. of that. Yeah. So it usually starts with the minor, minor. sixth. Oh, yeah. Which then goes up to the major, major. four. Like, ooh. To the home base of one, which then leads to five, which then starts Rolls the cycle right all over around. again. And there's just something about it that gives you a sense of. Like words that come to mind for me are just like acceptance. There's a little bit of a yearning in it, but there's a hope in it. Like, you know, everything's, I'm accepting this. Things aren't the best they could be, but there's hope that it's going to be okay. Well, starting starting, starting with minor sets the tone, right? Mm-hmm. You start mm-hmm. with this minor thing and it just immediately seems like, oh, wow, this oh, is serious. Yeah. And yeah. and But then, I mean, you think, what's the difference really between a minor six and a major four and it's it's one, one of the one of those notes note. goes up by a half and it just completely changes mm-hmm. from despair mm-hmm. into a glimmer of hope mm-hmm. and then to get to a one which then feels very settled coming home and then oh. five like it's just it's part of the journey it's yes. a, it's this really cool mm-hmm. and it's i mean it's not it's not unique to howard shore at all mm. but he uses it really well yeah Mm-hmm. In, in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I especially love when he does that with the one, um, the boy soprano solo over oh, it. Yeah, yeah. So Such sweet. a pure, and I th- like, cool. I really feel like that in many ways is a good representation of, of the hope and kind of the, the innocence the childlike, of, childlike, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a good representation of Frodo, really. So well written. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool moment. And that, 
that uh, member of that youth choir that sings that sounds so sweet too. Yeah, Which, and every, speaking and of solos, then our Michaela on her solo too, she sounds awesome. Yeah, she on is that great thing. at that. Oh my gosh! And there, yeah, and there's some there's some tricky timing stuff that happens mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah, there yeah, is. But it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a cool haunting moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's great. And there's this really cool like augmented second moment in there, which is just really mm-hmm. it just pulls. And she somehow has a there's a a bite to her voice, but it's a good one. I can't really yeah, explain it. Mean. She just has, there's something in you. Oh, I love listening to her sing. Well, and I can't remember the first time we, we did this. I can't remember if we had you, I, I, I have no memory of, of that. So the solo, um, oh, the first time around, you like don't I can't, who I, did that? Because hmm. I don't, I don't know if we did it as a solo. I, I really don't remember that. I was or so maybe an adult came in kind of like what we did with the second one. I, it's so I brief, don't think so. It was so. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I think I, I really don't even remember what happened. Like I said, it was so. Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I just lucked into the whole Lord of the Rings thing so much that I just I didn't know what I didn't know, <laughs> and I was like, oh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the happy idiot kind of thing. Um, I, I I don't know what happened, but when Rob asked me about it this time, just being familiar with the score and knowing the tone quality, I mean, she was you just the first exactly. person that came to mind. Yeah, like as I said, like I. It has to be. It it has to be a, a rich quality. It mm-hmm. has to be obviously somebody that, that can learn it, um, but because of where it sits in the voice, like it's just a very specific color. It is, and it's got to be able. Many of us have that. She it, has a resonance, and right that's the thing. There that, it's got to be able wow. to cut through the orchestra. Mm-hmm. So there, it just was one of those instances where it's like I there was no, there really was no question in my mind as to who needed to have. Yeah. Who, who would do that solo yeah. the best? Yeah. And again, that's that's the beauty of these things. Like it's just we're all coming together to to make this one collective vision come true. Yes. And it's it's Dr. Boardman's vision, mm-hmm. but we so like you have to you have to humble yourself to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's it's a lot of moving pieces to coordinate, but it's it's really sure cool. Is. Yes. It's so cool just to sit back. There, there were several times yesterday just listening that I just, I just had goosebumps throughout the whole thing. Good, um, good. And we have to accept that. Maybe we already talked about this, or maybe this was this morning when we were talking. Just that, even though from our perspective up there singing, it seems like, oh my gosh, this is falling apart. And okay, well, I missed those six measures of singing. I guess there, that's lost. But the whole, the audience perspective. They're getting the wash of the whole beautiful sound and yeah. can't really tell all of those and things have, that we feel up there. I have constantly. never come out of a rehearsal mm-hmm. that I struggled so much and had been so lost in and come out of it feeling so revitalized. That's <laughs> a good way to put like, it. Yeah. <laughs> like I just Funny. it was so cool to sing mm-hmm. even when I was lost in it. Mm-hmm. Because it just sounds so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um there is something magical about that. Yeah. You know, like I when it was done, I could tell like I could tell that the singers were frustrated with themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. and I but that's why I prefaced the before we ever did it, I said like you will be frustrated with this. Yeah, I'm so glad you did be, that. Because it's and you will you will question everything about your mm-hmm. musicianship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first time putting anything together is difficult. But like I said, film score is a different thing. There aren't not every like Sometimes music is just handed to you, 
A lot of times that's not the case here. You really just, you have to be familiar with it and you have to just feel where it is internally. You don't have a lot of time to process it. No. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, well, it, it makes you question a lot about yourself. So mm-hmm. there, there is a lot of self-doubt. But you're right, like all of a sudden after having gone through that struggle, like the struggle means you're learning. Yeah. The struggle, I think, is the excitement for me mm-hmm. just as as the teacher. And it's good for all of us. It's good it is. to and, experience that. And I think like every time you went back to, f- to fix something, mm-hmm. everything immediate, like, immediately got better. Good. So like good. that tells me like the, sh- the struggle, it's a reality check on, yes, there are some things we just need to be better at. That's mm-hmm. just true in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like, I don't think anybody ever felt defeated in the whole thing. Like I'm just giving up. Right. But the whole thing was just like, it, it creates this heightened awareness, but there's such a a neat appreciation for it. Sure. And what a great life lesson too, you know? Yeah. That's life. I mean, you've got to be able to get through what's difficult and what feels like a failure. You know, think of how much we learn just through our music experiences that gives people life and it's and that's the difference you know i've gone gone back and forth but you know that's the difference between uh perseverance Mm -hmm. and being Mm anti-fragile perseverance Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. just means you weathered the storm that's all it is you made it congratulations but to be anti-fragile takes it up a notch in saying that having weathered the storm having gone through the trials the the difficulty you're actually stronger because of that that's the difference. That's the difference. And to me, like, you, yes, because of having gone through and struggled this, I'm hoping for most people it actually makes them yearn for that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that is a life skill. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the fact that there's 100 musicians on on stage, well, more, I mean, gosh, between the choir and all the instrumentalists, we're talking. And the youth choir, too. Yeah, I mean, 200 uh, yeah. plus mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of musicians on yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, it's like, and we all have to follow one person's vision, yes. which is Boardman's, which is what he's hearing in his head. Yeah. So and what cool. I appreciate about him, his conducting, he uh, like he understands choir well. Mm-hmm. You can tell. You can mm-hmm. tell that he's because I've I've certainly worked with many orchestra directors, um, who it's very clear that they do the Just orchestra thing, but they don't like they almost ignore the choir. Uh-huh. And Boardman does a really great job of mm-hmm. of being attentive to to mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah. He's just a good guy. Yeah, he really is. We're we, very, um, very fortunate to be under his direction. He was a lot more, like, kind as a director than I expected. <laughs> I was kind of, like, scared that he would, like, mm-hmm. just get mad at us for messing things right. up. <laughs> right, you'll have that. And be like, you should have been working on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, but I, he was cool but about it. I do think he's just a genuine, like, that's just kind of who he is. Like, he's a genuinely happy and supportive person that way mm-hmm. uh, and, and and that really is one of the reasons I have liked working with him because I've I've worked with jerk directors before I think we all have we in all some have. capacity <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's just sure. not fun like even yeah. even if the result is good like that's just not a fun process like why I mean if you're miserable 99% of the time it, that doesn't seem like a you know yeah. good return on investment to me no, it doesn't. like why I mean not to say everything always has to be perfect but no, like Boardman knows, he knows he's working with students mm-hmm. and he, he knows he is trying to, he's trying to take where, where most students would be at this point and just up the bar. 
Yeah. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I, I like this. I think this takes, like, this is such a very different type of music from things that we normally would do. But I like it because it forces you to use a totally different part of your brain for singing, for counting. I mean, sure how does. often do singers actually have to count multi-bar rests? Never. Never. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Um, we had, Sutter, I don't know if you knew this, but the right before shutdown in 2020, actually our last concert was um, Viva Voce with Dr. Boardman. Oh, really? Wait. I feel like I remember the name now. <laughs> oh, it was... Uh-huh. But we didn't do it at Notre Dame. We did it at Goshen College, which also is an incredible auditorium acoustically. Yeah. But we did a whole concert of um, basically opera music. And it, it was all these opera choruses. And when I first told everybody about it, they were just like, yay, opera. <laughs> and there were so many people that at the end of the year said that was their complete highlight. Because it's just not, again, it's not what you expect. Mm-hmm. How often do high schools do anything opera? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the last concert we did before shutdown, which is crazy because it was wow. February of 2020. And it was Viva Voce actually at the time because I, yeah. we had so much else going on because that was the year we were supposed to go to New York. So I wasn't planning on, I oh. said I couldn't commit the larger groups. So I said, well, maybe Viva could do something that way. Mm. And then we had collaborated with um, Tom Coe's group in Laporte. Right. I can't remember if anybody else was part of that, if it was just our two, was it just our two groups? I feel like it was, but I don't remember. Yeah, and then um, and then he let me conduct a piece, too, which was oh, really cool. Oh, that's right, um, yeah. But, so he's yeah. just, I don't know, uh-huh. like I said, I, I enjoy working with genuine people. Seems like a fun person. Yeah. He is, he's a genuine guy, who and, and he's a phenomenal musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad you've had that experience. Yeah. So you're yeah, going to go back yeah. and watch the film now? Sometime soon. Prob- I'm going to feel like I have so much free time after Thursday. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll just be like working and having school and homework. Probably and like no music, no rehearsals for anything yeah. until the Jazz Cafe. Yep. Yeah, it, it has been crazy. We will, we will be dealing with the Rhapsody and Viva auditions that weekend. Yeah. Being a senior, right. you know. But are you going to help us with that, Sutter? Uh, if you guys want help, I'd love to. I would love that. Yeah. Perfect. Um, total so. side note, um, but, you know, our audience knows that, you know, Sutter is a senior. And then Sutter had to go ahead and, and write something in in the group chat the other day, a Rhapsody, <laughs> that I yeah. think may have triggered some, some yes, early tears for some people. I think so. <laughs> Tell us about that, Sutter. Hmm. Yeah, I was just... So I missed the last two gold days, which is when we have Rhapsody. And I was just trying to like watch the video to like see how much dance, how much new choreography I've missed. <laughs> and watching the video from last class, it's from now on from The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. And just the music is really good. And seeing everyone dancing, I just like started tearing up because like I was just thinking about how I've been in this group for three years now and it's just like it's so cool to be a part of a group like this where I'm just I love everybody in it Mm -hmm. and being part of it is so fun and being able to dance with everyone and sing with everyone and just have fun and not just like worry about getting a good grade it's really cool and thinking thinking about it I was I just started 
crying. <laughs> like <laughs> even after I sent that message, I I yeah. went to my bed and I just cried. Because <laughs> I'm just gonna miss being here. Yeah. When I go Sometimes to college. it just hits you. And and okay, can we talk about this then too? The chord progression and from well, now on. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's the, it's the that, same that thing. very end that wraps around. Mm. You know that from now on, from that little trio that sings. It's the same. It's the Lord of the Rings progression, and it gets it. It gets you. It really there's, does. There's there's something so human about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It just captures captures the emotion Isn't incredibly well. It is really cool because I've I've always <laughs> ever since I like got into theory, I was I've been kind of like on the hate train of that chord progression, <laughs> being like it's so <laughs> basic, it's so overused, and my music theory teacher has. He once said that um, simple and correct is still correct. Hmm. And that kind of like opened my eyes a bit because you can use it in so many different ways. And Uh sometimes it's basic and overused. And sometimes like it doesn't mean anything that it's overused because it sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's that's exactly it. You know, it's it's knowing it's knowing how and when to use it. It Mm -hmm. is overused. Mm -hmm. But I think. It, you know, and the difference also is that it's not used constantly mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. by Howard Shore or in Greatest Showman. It's just but there are parts of it that it's it just there's a brief moment where you have that and it just all of a sudden it captures a, yeah. a raw kind of emotion. Yeah. But it doesn't just keep doing it endlessly. Yeah. That's what's a but even though, like but you said, you I could, could fall into it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's no, it, it. It's a lot more original than that. Because and when it's placed and used yeah. well, yeah. it's, yeah. You know, and that's, the, I will say, the tricky thing about doing the musical, it's it's a love-hate thing. So mm. it takes so much time, all of January, all of February. And, you know, it's like what happens is we go on winter break. And you're thinking, oh, we're not, or, you know, we're just now at the halfway point. And there's still so much to go. And I don't know when senioritis starts to set in, but I would say that's probably a time where some people start to think about it. Probably. And then you're so busy in January and February, you finally put on the musical, and before you realize it, now you're three quarters of the year through. Yeah. Like two months just go by mm-hmm. like that. And now we, like March is crazy, so we just had the musical. Um, we have this Lord of the Rings performance. We're doing a collaboration with the College of Worcester. Oh, yeah. Um, next week, very simple thing, which I'm looking forward to. Then we have our jazz cafe. And then spring break. And then there's just <laughs> there's not much time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's we have two concerts after that. We've got, well, I guess there's ISMA um, contest season. Uh, but that kind of leads into our spring concert. And then for everybody else, that that's it musically. Yeah. Uh, Viva will have another uh, concert with South Bend Chamber Singers, which we just we just read through one of the movements the other day. <laughs> so it's just it's I just like exposing people to a whole bunch of different music that you're probably not going to find. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been a good year. It's been a good year, and I'm I'm not saying any of my goodbyes yet. Please don't. Not, I'm not. There's mm-hmm. this never a goodbye. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Lord of the Rings. It's 
it's an amazing experience, and I would challenge any of you choir directors out there, search. Whatever way you can. Search for unique opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the other thing, I think, true to like what Sutter said, there are people that you don't, if you've never done it, you just don't know, and you might completely cap capture somebody's interest that has never had that before. You know, it's just, a, it's a completely different outlet of music. It's singing, but it's it's not something you're typically going to do. But And to be part of a film score, it's just a really unique thing. Like I said, I mean, in my email to students, I even said... That was a great email. Well, I, thank you, but I, yeah. I had never sung with an orchestra until college. Most people never get that. So the thing is, unless you sing in college, most people will have never, never. performed with an orchestra and it's just a very different feeling. Mm -hmm. So I, I would challenge you as a, as a director to seek out any kind of unique opportunity, even as, even if it just means collaborating with a, a school nearby, mm -hmm. there's, there's a real power in the collaboration of it all. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that would be my, my biggest takeaway. I'm, I can't wait for this performance to happen in two days. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it will be, and then it will be behind us. And it's already sold out, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. sold. It's sold out. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I just feel very humbled and grateful to know somebody who knows somebody that has yeah. made this happen for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a really cool thing. Sutter, any final takeaways or Secor? Any final takeaways? I actually have one quick thing. Yeah. So you. You mentioned, you said something about me being the resident composer or whatever, mm -hmm. but you have composed before at least one thing because I saw it. And Secor, you, have you composed anything? Have you written music? I, I have not composed anything, but I've definitely arranged a lot of things, like cool. my own harmonies and recorded things. Yeah. And so that's the world that I just love. I like that kind of thing. So I have a little <laughs> challenge thing oh. I want to try at some point. It doesn't have to be this week because it's busy. But at some point, I want all three of us to go off and write something, like like 30 seconds at least worth of music <laughs> and just come back and compare just to like that would be really cool. peek into our minds mm. as composers. Mm-hmm. Well, and we could we could have That's the fun. choirs sing that toward the you know toward the end. Yeah. That'd be a really fun thing, actually. Yeah, Sutter's giving us a little challenge here. And if we need inspiration, we mm -hmm. could even like do a poll on the Instagram or something <laughs> of like a story to write music for. I like that idea. That'd be fun. I'd do it. Just a thought. That's <laughs> yeah. A, that's a fun thought. It would get you back into doing yeah, some writing. I need motivation to yeah. write music. I haven't <laughs> written anything in months. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I think that's good. And actually, speaking of that, too, I'm excited because we're getting our commission soon. That's Ooh. right. Which should be, I mean, really Fun. should be very, very soon. But we're uh, commissioning Eric Barnum this year. Hey. And I, I love Eric Barnum. He just writes so well. So I'm excited to get the music from him. Yes. Yeah. Yet another thing that you provide for your students, a unique... I mean, well, it's something that I've stolen from somebody else. Well, and that's what we do. That's what we do. We work with it. We, yeah. Yeah, but I, I again, that's another thing that if you haven't done it, mm -hmm. find a way to do it for your choir. Commission composers, again, if that even if that means you get 10 schools together and you all split the cost somewhat, do it. And if you need help with that process, I'm mm -hmm. happy to tell you how that whole yeah. process works. Yeah. Uh, it's... 
it, again, it just it makes it real for people. Mm-hmm. It makes your students realize, oh, these composers are real people. They're not just all these dead guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, there's so, so there's yeah. so many composers out there. So go mm-hmm. support. You know, oh, yeah. what's um, music spoke? I think says something about support the living composers. The dead ones don't need the money. Truth. Well, there's truth to that. <laughs> so support. I mean, you want to see live music happen? Support all the live music out there. There you go. There you go. any final takeaways? Mm. No, I just just right there with you guys. I got. I got. Urusni, pusra. Urusni, pusra. When in doubt, just start chanting that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you're doing really well with that part too. So that's fun listening that to all that going on. It goes on for so long. It does Chanting. go on for a while. Yeah. Well, on a personal note, I also just want to thank everybody who uh, decided to purchase something from the Coral Coffee online mm-hmm. store. I've had oh, a few. Yeah. O- I've had a few other people tell me that they would like another online store and another chance to do that, which I really do appreciate. So um, probably when we come back from spring break, I'll I'll do something else that way. So in the meantime, if there's something specific you would like design wise or a type of apparel just let me know and then probably in early april i'll do another online store for people that would like to support the podcast that way yeah thanks for joining in um Mm -hmm. we'll catch you on the other side of lord of the rings Mm -hmm. and until next time this is how we brew it